One, two, three, four. Just another day at my dead end profession. I've lived day to day. Yeah, listen to some good old country records on the radio. Hell, yeah, what else can I say? Welcome back to the program. I'm Ryan Shores. With me, as always, is Dave Callens. As always. And on the soundboard, Mr. Robert Timothy. Woohoo! Really excited to have our guest in studio today. This guy was, I looked up to right when the, the day I started comedy. He was a legend in San Diego already at that time. He's uh, living in Texas now. He was the World Series of Comedy winner. Mr. Eric Knowles, everybody. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for being for on the show, me. man. Appreciate so, it. So, uh, yeah, Eric, you did a uh, show for me over at Burning Beard uh, a couple nights ago. Yeah. You make it sound like the end of Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> you did a little show for me last <laughs> night. <laughs> so I had a question, though, something that me and Dave were, were like uh, kind of uh, confused about. Okay. You did your act, you headlined, you slaughtered. Like uh, I had people coming up to me telling me that like all, all my regulars that come every week telling me that like uh, you were their favorite that, that's ever come through there. Like They were loving you. <laughs> you did your, your your classic closer, which I've seen before, um, and it fucking murdered. Yeah, you're on pace to get probably a standing ovation, <laughs> and then you confused me and Dave so much. You stood there and you waited for your applause to die down. And then you're like, I'm not leaving. <laughs> and then you do like five minutes on conspiracy theories and then left. Everyone yeah. was confused. Why? That's like I, an Andy Kaufman routine. That's a good question. Why? I've been doing that a lot lately. I really have. Like, oh, I'll God. just sandbag it. Like, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just getting bored. I'm getting bored <laughs> Sabotaging your own yeah. success. You're like, it's, I'm getting tired of... I'm not used know, to feeling good. I better hurt this yeah. a little bit. I'm beating a dead horse with this act anyways, you know, but I've been playing so many new places, and, yeah. you know, and I'm so... so be, and I like telling the story, so I've been yeah. having to kind of do it a lot longer than I've really wanted to, hmm. you know, and so I, I really do just get bored with it, and I try to just sometimes take the energy all away and just see if I can get it back, Yeah, you know. <laughs> Now you're uh, you're on tour right now. Like, uh, is that something that uh, does weigh heavy on you? Like, um, uh, you know, doing the same act night after night. Do you try and change it up a little bit? Yeah, yeah. It does. Different it, conspiracy theories every night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's literally something I do just to change it up. Um, yeah, it does weigh heavy on me. It's, yeah. You know, I've become that guy that I used to make fun of. You know, look at this guy. Oh, he's out on the road doing the same shit over and over and over and over. And yeah. Selling T-shirts and barely making it. <laughs> I think you just described, like, the comedian dream, though. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be out on it's the road. Ex- I'm not complaining because it's exactly yeah. what I asked for, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I should be working on the next hour. Yeah. Uh, and there's just a lot of reasons that I'm not. Uh it, just, I mean, it does get tough. You get complacent sometimes. You yeah. know, it's a, it's like uh, I could uh, write something new, go out there and risk it bombing, or I can go on autopilot. And, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. And it sucks because I'll show up to a, I'll show up to a show already bored, already knowing what jokes I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. do, and go, ugh, I got nothing new because I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm a coward and I don't want to try anything tonight. Oh yeah, yeah. we I all had, do that. I and had it, a couple new things the other night, and I was so I'm so excited to have like new. You know, yeah, I've you did, and even some of the old of stuff had like some new tags and new twists to it, which yeah, I thought I'm, was con- fun. I'm always trying to change it a yeah. little bit. Yeah, it's weird comedy because what you essentially do is train yourself over and over again to get one reaction. What's the reaction? Like the crowd laughing, right? Ooh. So like, yeah, yeah, that was me at Madhouse the other day. <laughs> but if the reaction was something like, let's say it was like hunting, comparing it to hunting, and you're like, what are you gonna do? I'm gonna get really good at hunting these birds. I'm gonna get, a, I'm gonna be a really good shot. I'm gonna get good at sneaking through the woods. I'm gonna be good at being downwind. All this kind of stuff. And they're like, all right, you did it. You did perfect. You killed that bird. 
Now find a completely different way to do it. <laughs> like you're no longer allowed to use the rifle. You got to try a different rifle every time. Like that's kind of what comedy is, is the end result is somebody laughing. We get really good at making somebody laugh by saying a certain joke. And then the whole point is you're supposed to get rid of that joke and think of something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why, like, so many uh, guys are hesitant to record an album because the yeah. thought is you got to throw all those out. Yeah. Gotta, yeah. And essentially start from, like, you know, year one. Yeah. Did the show last night in Alpine. The uh, management afterwards showed me some pretty funny emails that came through. This guy contacts them uh, out of nowhere and says, hey, I want to take over that comedy show you got there. And uh, he asked... <laughs> He asked for an exorbitant amount of money. Uh, did I say it right this time? No. No. Close. You never say that word right. Very close. Why can't I ever say it right? What is it? Exorbitant. Exorbitant? Close enough. Uh, <laughs> shit. Anyway, edit that out. So uh, anyways, uh, he asked for a, a huge sum. Of, he asked nearly five times what I charge. He wanted um, a flat fee, which is what I get, plus 100% of uh, ticket sales. Which doesn't make any sense. Like, so what, only so if what's the incentive for the brewery? Yeah, yeah. not. The only way that would work is if their sales, their elevated sales from the show accounted for both his flat fee and their profit margin mm-hmm. and the promotions budget and everything. That's the only way that makes sense. Right, right. They'd have to sell like 500 beers in 90 minutes yeah, or something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. $50 ticket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, well, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. He gets, he gets tickets, yeah. He gets all those. He gets it, yeah. So, um, anyway, so they, they were... Very respectful to them. They're like, uh, you know what? Um, uh, thank you, but um, no thanks. We, we we got a guy we're very happy with. He charges far less, and uh, every show is sold out. So we're, we're happy with where we're at. This guy fucking loses it. <laughs> he fucking writes back. He's like, I know differently. And he's like... I, I, I know differently. Yes, to yeah. all of that. To, to all of that. That you... That it's you hard charge? to argue with that. Yeah, yeah. yes. I, well, first of all, let's define knowledge. But the second of all, like, <laughs> he knows that you charge a different amount or that they sold out their show? But like, they, what is it that he knows? All of it, Bobby. All, all of it. it. All of yeah. it. Now, uh, mainly that they, they've never sold out a show because he starts accusing them of lying mm. and never selling any tickets. He calls me a third-rate comic, but they didn't even give him my well, name. Yeah, so right. he doesn't... Yeah, thank you. <laughs> he doesn't even know who he's insulting. He's just like, well, everything is just a third-rate comic. Now, hold on, Ryan. You have a lot of valid criticisms here. I'm going to say this might not be one because he can easily just look that up. Like he could have Googled their show and figured out who ran it and been like, this guy's a third rate cop. Oh, good. All right. Fair enough. Thank you, by the way. Uh, (laughs) I don't agree with him. I'm just saying he could have said that. So anyways, they start fucking. uh, Basically, the the owner was just like, well, thank you for confirming that I made the right decision. It's one of those things where it's like you don't get the job. Like you start going, fuck you. Yeah. you know, I could have hired you later. Right. Like, this guy This guy might have moved out of town. Like, you know, you would have been the second on my list. What if he's doing a bit and he's just trying to get a headliner spot? Like, this is this uh, email chain is actually an ongoing bit he's pulling. He just trying to show how funny he is. only he's in on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little, little something for him. Yeah. little something for him. This is the comedic uh, version of guys who send chicks unsolicited DMs like, hey, hot stuff, how you doing? And then we're like, no thanks. Like, fuck you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're <Right>. ugly. <laughs> Right? So anyways, yeah, he starts flipping out. So anyways, uh, the, the, the guy shows me these emails. Um, by the way, he ended it by saying, you people are obsessed with me. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah. 
what what was the precursor? <laughs> <laughs> well, they they um because uh, he he was saying you're lying. You've never sold out a show. So he sent him a, a, a picture. He didn't need to do this, right? But he sent him a picture of a, a show sold out there. You know, uh, in front of the Alpine sign, <laughs> and he just replied, "You're obsessed with me." <laughs> Maybe he was looking for a different word. He just has a really bad vocabulary. It sounds like it. Like he does short he was going, sentences. Maybe he was I saying, know differently. You're obsessed with me. Maybe maybe he was using talk to text and he was trying to say, you're depressing me. And it, it fucked it all up. You're upset with me. Very true. Yeah, so uh, anyways, so I um, he shows me th- these emails, like, who is this guy? I'm like, I've never heard of him. Yeah, you tossed the name to a few of us, and I'd never heard of him. Yeah, I, I passed it around, and so uh, and, um, and uh, no one had heard of him. So I typed his name in just to the search uh, bar of Facebook, and his profile didn't come up. But, oh, boy, did a lot of posts about him <laughs> come up. Does that mean that? His profile is dead or like private know. or something. Maybe he already blocked me. I, uh, I don't. I don't know. Pre- right. Like preemptively before he like hit them up or something. But what is um, Ryan an algorithm? He doesn't yeah. know. He's got several accounts. Probably. <laughs> yeah, and so all these accounts come up. I'm sorry, all these posts come up. Number one is a screenshot of a contract he tried to send somebody where uh, he, he's one of these fake managers, which uh-huh. exists by the thousands in stand-up. I'm sure like that we've all been hit up at some point by a guy that claimed to be an agent and um, you know said, that, oh, you're going to be a big star, feeding off hungry newbie like naivete, yeah. like, where he's like, you're going to be a big star. You know, uh, I'm going to get you a lot of work, but first... You need professional headshots. I want you to go through my guy through headshots. That'll be two hundred bucks. I also need to get you a better website than what you have. Yeah. My web designer costs thousand dollars. Yeah, whatever you got's no good. My guy, go through them. Give a thousand bucks for web design. Two hundred bucks for headshots. This guy. Now, usually that's where it ends. That's just where it ends. You you, you pay two hundred bucks for headshots and a website, and then you just never hear from that guy again. This guy once demands a contract, uh, and here's the stipulation. Some guy screenshot it. To pay 10% commission to me via PayPal within <laughs> within 72 hours of any and all comedy bookings, regardless of if you are if you booked it, if I booked it, if your Whoa. uncle booked it, if you're the best man or the maid of honor at your wedding or your brother's sister at your wedding or your cousin booked it. Note, this includes producing a show. Even if producing that show... Hell no. Even no, if producing different. that show predates our relationship... So you have to now pay me wow. for 10% of everything you got. you've ever made. I think what he's saying is if you started producing a show and then you signed up with me, I'm still taking yeah, the right. fee. You're now giving him money from the Kumite. Yes, exactly. That you started yeah. years ago. Uh, he ends this with, believe me, folks, this is not about your money. It's about <laughs> your loyalty to me. <laughs> And to the team that we are building, said the pimp to the runaway fifteen-year-old. Doesn't even make sense. Well, first of all, like something to consider here. He's saying I'm going to charge you for gigs I don't book. Yes, that's fucking crazy. That's actually technically slavery. Where's your loyalty? (laughs) Come on. I mean, like, there's a reason that managers will take money for gigs that they book. They've done work. They've gotten you work. It's worth their ten percent for you to go do it. But if he's not fucking doing anything, if you're out making your own money, what is he? Bobby. you clearly don't want to build a team with this guy. Literally just a pimp at that point. And usually, like, like uh, the the 10% thing, that's how the, the usual scam artists, like, disarm you. Because your, your defenses will go up, like, whoa, man, I've only been doing open mics for 10 weeks, and you want to be my agent? Like, uh, do, do you want me to give you money? Is that the thing? Mm-hmm. Like, no, man. 
I, I, I only get 10% of what I make you. If you don't make any money, I don't get any money. So that disarms people like, oh, this guy's legit. Then come the headshots in the web design. <laughs> so like, the, I mean, the, after you get good headshots. Yeah, after the headshots, <laughs> after of course. you do the whole package. Yeah. Oh, but wait, do you want the diamond package? Because that yeah. comes with a press kit. <laughs> so anyway. I actually went to an interview like that when I first started stand-up. Really? Just because I was looking at, you know, I was completely ignorant of how it works, you know. So I was just looking, you know, Google searching, like, comedy agent. Like, yeah. how do you do this? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And I went to, like, a place uh, off... Uh, like uh, Hotel Circle, you know, like some office building. Really nice couch. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really nice couch. You know, they really did a good job of making it look like, so hey, they, they this did, is a place. They did you rent know? some space. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they did a good job. So how'd the interview go? It, just like you just said. Oh, wow. <laughs> exactly. Like, that was the script. And oh, I was like, man. I was like, well, I don't really need all of that. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm just trying to do shows at bars and stuff. Yeah. Like, if you really want to help book some of those, I'll give you 10%. Can you, you call know? Lou's Sports Pub and tell him I'm, uh, I'm willing it was. to work? It was like, yeah, you need $1,200 worth of headshots and <laughs> resume. Meanwhile, you're pitching them. You're like, you want 275 out of this 20 bucks I might make? <laughs> yeah. If they just pay me drink tickets, you got to give me a sip. <laughs> one, one sip. <laughs> yeah, I walked away like, no, okay, okay, I see what you're doing here. It's crazy how these guys are in every profession, but like yeah. they, they really gravitate towards entertainment because that's when people are hungriest. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. One yeah. of my favorite things about this guy, that contract is fucking ridiculous, by yeah. the way. But one of my favorite things, I looked at his Facebook page. Rob Johnson, whatever we'll say, that's his name. <laughs> one of it, like, you know, on Facebook, it's like about me. His first thing is like, president of Rob Johnson Entertainment. I'm like, yeah. of course, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what you're trying it to push would, on It'd people. be funnier if he was vice president. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would leave a lot of questions open. Former president. Everybody's yeah. trying to be a brand, but it's not impressive. Like, oh, you're a brand yeah. that, we, that we've never heard of. Yeah, so exactly. Good for you. Yeah, that's why I like when people like, uh, I get in arguments. You with filed the paperwork <laughs> and everything. What's your tax ID? <laughs> yeah. I got you, player. <laughs> yeah, I like when uh, when comics, uh, like, just locally, you're like, I've been doing this for 10 years. I'm like, and you, you've escaped everyone's attention. Yeah. Nicely done. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you're Under the ninja the of comedy. You sneak in, sneak out. Very good. No, uh, Dave. By the way, you mentioned something just a minute ago. That like uh, you said, he's this guy's like the incel uh, of comedy. Like it, it, someone hit, hits up a girl and says, like, uh, you know, hey, send nudes, and then she says right. no, and he says, oh, fuck you, you're ugly. Yeah. I've just been recently learning about these guys. Now, I always just assumed those were trolls, and I heard. No, that- there's really people who are involuntarily yeah, selling great, it, like, yeah. uh, and they are Reddit terrible. sub threads or whatever. Yeah. They're yeah. On it. So yeah, yeah, they're incels. called incels. Stands for involuntary celibate. I'd heard that word around a lot over the last few years. I never really thought about it or processed what it meant. So you know, I looked it up: involuntarily celibate, and. These guys are so much different than trolls because I've been digging deeper and deeper into it because, you know, I, I always just assumed when they say, fuck you, you're ugly bitch, and I'll kick your boyfriend's ass. When a troll says that, he doesn't actually think that or mean it. He's get, A troll is get, is getting off on, I'm getting under this guy's skin. Yeah, right, yeah. Oh, I bet he's getting so mad, and, and that makes me, you know, I don't know, I, that makes me feel something, I, whatever. Yeah. But these these uh, involuntarily celibate guys, they fucking believe all of that. They yeah. live in this weird, skewed world where, um, I don't know, Eric, you, you know a little something about them, right? Like, they... Yeah. they, they, they um, They've they think, insulted Eric. Like they feel that they're the most romantic 
people. You know? right, 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 right. You can find them in sub threads called incels. Also, they're known as neckbeards. Yes. A lot of them have. It's the classic milady. Yeah, milady, exactly. Yeah. Right. They there's, wear fedoras. Yeah, there's you know? a, there's a, like a whole podcast series that just got started on this. And it's interesting because it's a weird mixture of people, but almost all of them have some kind of like personality disorder. Because let's be honest, mm-hmm. it doesn't actually matter that much how you look. It matters. You'll get a lot less sex if you are not a great looking guy, but if you're just a regular dude who can hold a conversation, there's gonna be some drunk chick at a wedding one day who's gonna bang you. Like, yeah. you're not gonna be involuntarily They're dangerous celibate. people. Yeah. Yes, yes, they are. So the first that's... time I heard incel was the mass shooter. Yeah, the guy that? in Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. Well, yeah. that's the thing. A lot of these guys, well, uh, I'm not saying uh, percentage wise, not a lot of these guys, but a lot of the mass shootings yeah. are these incel guys. And right. I didn't realize that. Like, they go so crazy over this shit that they open fire on a Walmart or something like yeah. that. Yeah. It's yeah. like somewhere along the way in their formative years, they don't understand. Like, like how to talk to women or yeah. or anyone really, yeah. but they get really fixated on how do I get sex? Yeah, and yes. How do I get this person but, but to make this transaction with sex. me? They would not go to a prostitute. Like that's no, that's yeah. out. That that's, that's not an option. Yeah, I deserve a princess. Yes, you yeah. know, and, and waste my seed. Yeah. <laughs> like <one of> <laughs> meanwhile, they look like just some chubby lard. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's Mountain Dew LARPing. T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're super into LARPing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, listen, we can all understand their anger. If we hadn't had sex in thirty-five years, we'd be pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes people go fucking insane. It absolutely does. Well, it's so they're they're ostracized out of society. It's not just the sex thing, like we said, like. They're usually somewhere on the autism spectrum. They've got something else going on. They feel like they're on the outskirts of society and that they don't get to get all the benefits of being a member of society and all the social aspects and stuff like that. And we don't teach people the right way to fucking handle this shit, right? Like, think about it. When we were all in school, it was like, hey, don't bully or... Uh, you're fine, you know, words don't hurt you or whatever, but nobody goes up and says like, hey, if you're kind of like a developmentally awkward person who can't find a chick to have sex with you, here is how you just be normal and talk to people and eventually it'll happen. (laughs) Nobody puts this out. Like, (laughs) we need, like, the version of that dude on A&E, Mystery, who was like the pickup artist, we need that. I've said this before, my buddy Alan Henderson should be the regular guy's pickup artist where he's like, well, what you do is you sit down and talk to people about what they enjoy, whether they're male or female, and eventually women will like you. That's the way it works. It's really easy. Hmm. I think I mentioned this before, but um, uh, a while back, about 10 years ago, I knew the guy that was uh, Mystery's like protege, mm-hmm. and I actually mm-hmm. took over his room in this house uh, uh, from a couple of friends. But, like He would hold seminars in the living room to these people that signed up on the internet to learn how to pick up women yeah. from the guy that the guy in the big furry hat fucking yeah. taught. <laughs> it was crazy. I'd come over like to see my friends who were, at the time, his roommates, and there'd be like, like uh, I don't know. 48-year-old dudes, like, wearing suits. They, like, get all dressed up and gussied up for this to go sit in some dude's living room and be like, all right. And he would do that thing, like, yeah, you neg them. You make them feel low. Like, oh, come on. Like, I'd be in the background, like, eating chips. Like, oh, come on. He'd be like, you got to leave. The people are paying me to do this. I'm charging you. I'm charging you for this and anything you agreed to before this. Yeah. You tell those girls I get 10% of the sex you had before you met me. <laughs> 
I don't think they need help. I don't think they deserve help. <laughs> not everybody gets pussy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but, but people... see, then that leads to guys with AR-15s in the middle of Walmart. <laughs> I I feel like what we need to do is like just design a program that's yeah. like, listen. We don't let incels have guns. I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah, vote for that, that legislation. I don't yes. think now. your home yeah. state of Texas if would approve of that. <laughs> if you can't convince a woman to have consensual sex with you, you mm-hmm. can't have a gun. That's okay. what I kept yeah, saying. That's going to be really unpopular in the South, I'll tell you. Right <laughs> Until they figure out that that definition technically excludes gays from having guns. <laughs> oh, they're, they're all torn. for it. Yeah. 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 You should have to bring along a woman with you to buy the gun who confirms I've had sex with him at least once. They'll be like, all right, all right. This we isn't can, your sister, is it? We can tell because of the disappointment in your face. Yeah. No, man. I don't think they need a ribbon or anything. Like, I don't feel sorry for them. <laughs> no. They, they can suck it up and figure it out. Yeah. You know? I, I do feel a little sorry for those guys. And up until the point where they cause violence or harm somebody or send dick pics or all that other shit. I just feel sorry for I just think of that poor, awkward kid. We could all picture the kid in our head who we went to high school with who was like, Awkward, and we're like, you're never gonna get laid. Like, you yeah. poor bastard. And it's not his fault. It's not his fault he was born with awkward autism. Yeah, but or to, like... to Eric's point, not everyone gets pussy. Right. I mean, and you just but... grow up, and instead of shooting people, you just have model trains in your basement. But what if, you, what if you switch that with something else? What if you said love? Like, nobody gets love. Like they not, just need to broaden their horizons. Go to Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, all right. It's, it's a big world out there, man. <laughs> you just can't get laid like in your city. I, yeah, I, most I, well, people are not really trying that hard. That's a very that's a good, good point. point. You should always travel if you really desperately need to get laid, because all of a sudden you're what what's a hick accent here yeah. is all of a sudden uh, an your exotic pattern. accent. Yeah, your novel. Else. Someplace yeah. else you're novel. Like, yeah. oh, I don't Log know. Log out, guy. change your pattern, go and do when, something. When this is cool where I'm from. And when you're a young man, you will draw you will cross state lines if, yes. if, if, yeah. if there's a possibility oh, of pussy. Yeah. yeah. I, I I once drove to Phoenix because some chick on MySpace said I was cute. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah so like eight hours each way, but it was worth it. <laughs> I got a hand. It was great. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's another thing is uh, no dose. <laughs> you uh, you touched on this is is uh, extra why I don't feel sorry for the incels is that they probably could get someone who's down at their level, but they they think they deserve mm. top yes, tier, yeah. top tier. Yeah, so, well, that's just poor strategy. So <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you know, you find a you find a five and drink till she's a seven, man. It's that's just, what you do. Their ideals are basically very chauvinistic and sexist. Yes. Yeah. yeah, really. I yeah, mean, they it, don't deserve. Pussy. Some, if, they don't some, understand some, women like, or value them correctly. Yeah, if some like kind of homely, uh, you know, mousy girl is yeah. like, "Well, I like you," they'd be like, "No, you're not a supermodel. Yeah. Fuck those guys." Yeah. Well, yeah. So here's what's interesting: when you listen to that podcast series about incels, what you there's see is a whole series. Oh yeah, yeah, what you see is there's an attrition rate to them. Like they basically they they're there for a while and then all of a sudden they just kind of disappear off the forums and stuff. And when this researcher went out to go talk to them and figure out, they basically all like somebody finally got laid and then they yeah. weren't an incel anymore and he's like happy. And when they look at him, it's like before he was putting all these posts up about, oh, fuck the world and everybody's against me and all this other shit. And then they get laid and they're totally a regular person. Yes. Yeah. And it's it's almost like as men, we just need a medication <laughs> to keep us from going fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I like how they call regular people chads. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, that's I think like the ideal that's, guy. That's not the just a regular guy dude. Yeah. That's like a The guy who gets guy. laid without yeah. trying. Yeah. What's up, bro? Yeah. Yeah. And they, that's a great name That's a regular guy. Well yeah. yeah. A regular guy just gets laid. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. He goes so, on a date and he doesn't get all creepy. And yeah. one of the girls, they call him the girl something, I forget. I think Stacy. Yeah, there chads was, and Stacy's. And I think there's a few, there's a few different levels of them that they all, that they put out. And yeah, totally socially ridiculous and in a lot of cases, total assholes and stuff too. I just think 
we need to train those people how to talk. Like, we don't ever do that. You go to school and you learn about, like, the civics and the government, but nobody goes, hey, here's how you talk to another person. Here's how you, like, not be creepy around the opposite sex when you're a little nervous. Yeah. Just, like, basic shit. I think it's dads. <laughs> yeah. It's their dad's fault. They were raised by a guy who... Didn't teach him anything. Who married the first woman he ever kissed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? that, that's probably true. And so true. did his dad. Or, or didn't pay attention like, to his kid and teach him how to do whatever right, he was Right, like chivalry yeah. and game and, or yeah. whatever wasn't so, passed down. So as I was like researching these guys, a, um, a friend of mine, uh, Lauren, she sent me a, uh, a documentary on YouTube called The Secret World of Incels. And mm. so I, I watched mm. this thing. And not only do they, you know, these guys turn into mass shooters, but they idolize the mass shooter. Yeah. So it's compounding. I didn't realize that. The guy that oh, did the really? Santa Barbara thing, he's like a hero in the incel community. They, they, he's like their Jesus. They like, yeah. they, there's there's whole communities dedicated to worshiping this guy's memory. It's like, this is the guy. That's what you got to do. That's, so that's sick, bro. Yes. Yeah, so it, I mean, it's when become we're like a talking death about cult. gun control and who we should be looking at, yeah. these people should be on a watch list. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're real. white, so they're not on a watch well, list. Well, <laughs> if, if you think about like the whole, the scope of it, we think of it a lot of times as like, oh, it's that kid who got laughed at by the girls when he was in high school, but when they were talking Talking to all these incels, they found out that a huge percentage of them went to school either homeschooled or in gender segregated schools. That checks out. Yeah, yeah and absolutely. so so what ended up happening is you turn eighteen and you've never been around a girl who's not your sister for longer than fifteen minutes, and you have no idea what the fuck to do. Hmm. And it kind of swings back around. It's like that's a lot of the cultures, like things like in Saudi Arabia, the genders are completely separate the entire time. So then you grow up and you're like. Oh fuck that other thing! She's not allowed to drive or talk or vote or anything, and it makes sense because you can dehumanize somebody who you don't view as like a peer. That's like you, true. you never grew up hanging out. Oh no, no, that's just my friend Stacy. That's just whatever. She's I don't even have a sexual attraction. She's just a friend I used to play video games with. You don't have that. You've been segregated from the other gender your entire life. And yeah. society in general doesn't really provide a good example. Yeah, I mean either. I mean there's just yeah. so many different viewpoints on sexuality and dating and all of that. And when I'm uh, watching this thing, these uh, the incels, they have other heroes in their community. This one guy has a whole YouTube channel on catfishing girls he feels that should That's be having sex with him. Gauge that he's got like a graph, and he's like, if they fall within here, they should be having sex uh, with me. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. You're, not, you're not too far off. So this guy, he will, um, he'll find some uh, like male models on, uh, you know, just stock mm -hmm. images. He'll create a Tinder for them or something like that, and if a woman responds. She's responding to something that he finds superficial. You're only responding to this guy because he's good looking and I'm fat and have acne. Wait a second. Didn't he gauge whether or not they should be banging them in part on their profile, which is a superficial version of a picture that they have? Like, yes. Isn't he doing the exact same thing? He absolutely thing? is. Bobby, so it's cute that you're trying to make sense of this. So yeah, so he'll he'll uh, he'll put up a male <laughs> model picture, he'll uh, someone will respond, and so then he'll make he'll arrange a meeting and then he'll run up with a ski mask because he's a coward, put a camera in their face, and Go, you're here to meet a model. You're fucking. Uh, you're, you think you deserve a model? You're fat. You're ugly. He uh, runs up to a oh random woman in public with a ski mask on. Yep, yep. <laughs> and, and like in the in the restaurant they were supposed to meet at, and and, and records her. What goes, the fuck? This woman's shallow. She thinks she deserves a male model. You're fat. You're ugly. What? Does nobody comment on the fact that he looks like a terrorist as he's running in with a ski His mask? His audience probably loves oh, it. Oh, yeah. yeah, right? Oh, yeah, God, he up. is a big star. That fucking makes me queasy. Every mm. once in a while, you realize that there are these people who are making way more money than you could ever imagine doing, like, 
just stupid shit. Yeah. Like there was a kid in San Diego who was some YouTube guy at like 17. He bought a F1 McLaren, like a oh, $400,000 car, and then <laughs> drove it the wrong way on the freeway to kill himself and ended up taking out like a Tahoe full of kids. Like, and you think to yourself, wait, 18 and you bought a $400,000 car. And like, that's not all your money when you're 18. Mm. And that's just from some guy who puts up some YouTube video. I think he was like a video game player on YouTube. That drives me crazy when guys have uh, four million followers yeah. and it's just them playing fucking Xbox. <laughs> I hope all the incels shoot all the successful YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would really thin some yeah, stuff. Let's solve two problems. A bit of overlap in that Venn diagram. Yeah, right. let's start doing Russian propaganda on their Facebook posts. Like, <laughs> chads on YouTube are the reason you're not getting exactly. laid. <laughs> Insane. All those gamer girls should be yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're getting all of them, man. Don't you think that's unfair? <laughs> Start to egg them on. I'll get my own. Oh, I'll get. I'll do my own YouTube channel of me egging on incels to kill video gamers. So, Eric, uh, you were a San Diego comic for a while, but now you've moved back to Texas, right? Yeah, yeah. What's the differences between the two spots now? Because these are pretty stark contrasts, right? Southern California, San Diego comic, night, now back in Texas. Night and day, yeah. What, what, is, what have you found work-wise, like comedy-wise, that is that is different in those two places? Um, it's been a lot tougher out there. I mean, uh, mostly I'm on the road, so I, I usually just Where do you tour? fly out of Houston. Uh, I've been working the Looney Bins for a few years. Uh-huh. That's like Tulsa and Little Rock and Oklahoma City yeah, and, it's like and a, Wichita. It's like a chain. Yeah. Yeah. And Las Vegas, uh-huh. Sacramento, Colorado, New York City. Now, you a big part of um, this jump to touring was when you won the World Series of Comedy, right? Yeah. Now, like, what was that moment like for you? Because so for people that don't know, the World Series of Comedy is a big deal. I mean, uh, but uh, when when you won, it was it 2017? 16. 16, okay. Yeah. What was that moment like for you? Because you, you, I remember you were live on Facebook, and you recorded the moment when it happened. Yeah. Was it, it surreal? Did you, know, you kind of know it was going to happen? All good questions. It was, like, the feeling of it was uh, just... You know, anxiety. You, you know how it feels. Uh-huh. It's all, it. It was very similar to like uh, when you promote a show and it's two minutes until the show starts and nobody's showed uh-huh. up yet. Yeah. Also you know? normal. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. I didn't want to be in the contest to begin with. I just had such bad experiences with any competitions. Yeah. You know, I'd gotten second place a lot, and I mean, any comic, if you're going to do competitions, you're going to lose way more than you win. So that yeah. just depends just... how many friends you have, because that's how you win competitions. <laughs> right? You bring yeah. as many friends as possible to the event. George put me on the satellite as a c- club pick. Owner of the palace. Yeah, yeah. George Salick, the owner of the Comedy Palace. Right. And I was like, oh, all right, you know, I'll come do it, and. I, you know, I won that weekend. I won first place every round. And yeah. Then it, then it was like, all right, you have to go to the main event. and In Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. And then Becky got pregnant again. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had made up my mind to move back to Texas anyways. Okay. I was uh, I didn't have anything booked past the World Series of Comedy. I was going to go and work in the oil field, and I was going to go disappear for six months to a year, you know, and just, yeah. you know, make some money and put right. some Get a, get it's almost house. like being like a, a fisherman in Alaska like Dave used yes, to do. Yeah. You, you disappear yeah, yeah. for a while, but you come back with a good nut. I'm going to go work at a cannery <laughs> yeah. in Alaska. Yeah. yeah. So I want to change gears a little bit. You were uh, you were in the Marines from, uh, what is it, uh, 98 to 03, was yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. And um, the one part of your act that you talk about a lot is that you got busted down a lot. Would you? How many times did you lose rank? 
Uh, three times. Yeah. <laughs> what? I stood what? in front of the man five times. Okay, so you, so you, you were able to skate the charges yeah. twice. Yeah. Talked my know, way out of it a couple times. I like that. It's like when people ask how many speeding tickets I have on my record. I'm like, one, but I've gotten 14. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. So what kind of stuff do you get busted down for? Because you don't really go into detail in your act. I don't, and because I, I try to make it sound funny yeah. in my act. <laughs> the truth is, I was in the the beginning of my alcoholic career. Okay, you know, all right. I was. I mean, we were all partying and drinking every night. Sure. Oh yeah. In absolutely. the Marines, but and I, everybody of that age kind of does. That I was too, drinking yeah. more than anyone else, yeah. though. Like, oh, of the Marines. In the Marines. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit, that's quite a bit. Like. Of competitive drinkers, like yeah. I was always doing the biggest keg stand or beer bong or you know chugging whatever. Were you were you trying to do it for the uh, for the accolade of I can out drink everyone, or you or you just trying to numb like this sucks? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that's the big question. Uh, I was just enjoying it really. I was kind of like like Frank Frank the Tank. You know, I was yeah. just the party. <laughs> I, I enjoyed being that guy. Um, and you know, I can handle it pretty well in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and we'd go run three miles in the morning and yeah. sweat it out. And my problem was it would always just come out of my pores. Yeah. You know, you know how you, you, you just that old it. bar rag smell. Yeah. 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 You know, and no matter if you showered and then you sweat later, you know, yeah, it's coming it's... out <laughs> and people would be like, who smells like a damn brewery? You know, and I'd be like, oh shit, oh shit. I'm holding my breath. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I mean, I want to know about the two that you talked your way out of. Were those also drinking related or were those? All of them were. Okay. Yeah. Like it, it was the problem was I was just showing up to work still drunk. Okay. <laughs> okay. And sometimes they'd send me to medical and I'd do it fit, you know, I'd get charged with unfit for duty. Oh man. Okay. Know? Yeah. And eventually. So uh, it wasn't shenanigans related. It was, it was uh smell related. Well, I mean, <laughs> it was, there was a lot of shenanigans that went on the night before. Right. 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 Yeah. You know, that's, uh, that's one thing when my friends joined the Marines after high school, I, I talk about this in my act is, is that like. All their drinking spiked dramatically because their yeah. their life was so stressful and uh, either stressful or boring. It just uh, toggled between the two that when they'd get off base, they would spend three weeks pay on alcohol within two days yeah. just to just to numb it, yeah. you know. And so that that's that's what, one of the things that kept me out. I'm like, God, that, it seems like a really harsh existence if you have to drink that much just to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so how did I talk my way out of it? One, yeah. one way was. Um, like, they were getting ready to kick me out. I was going to go to the brig for a while. Like, oh, it, wow. it was almost certain. Oh, wow. You know, and, but I had a friend uh, somehow, I don't, I don't even remember who he was, but there was a guy that I knew that was a JAG officer, and he worked down at the JAG office. I thought you were going to say he was a JAG he was officer. A JAG <laughs> officer. Yeah. Or he was like an enlisted guy that worked a desk there or something, you know. Yeah. And so I would call him every now and then. Okay, this is a cool story, too. Yeah. One way I got out of it, one time I got charged with having an unauthorized bottle of alcohol in the barracks. Okay. You know, we could have a six-pack of beer per 21-year-old Marine okay. in the room. We were three Marines to a room. Mm. And any and no hard alcohol was yeah. allowed. Okay. You know. Uh, so I had a Where bottle. Does Zima fit into this? <laughs> Zima's fine. You yeah, what a four loco. Six little ones, <laughs> yeah. you know. But uh, so I had a bottle in the uh, in my wall locker, and in my rush out the door, I didn't lock it. Uh, and so they had inspections. Squadron gunnery sergeant comes in. So would have locking the door prevented the inspection? They're like, oh, door's locked. I guess I can't check. Locking this the locker, yeah. Then oh, you the be locker. Able to look okay. In my wall, which right. is basically like your closet where all your clothes mm. hang. And yeah. You could lock that. Your uniforms are in there. Yeah. Uh, and I left it open. So he went in there and he got it, and he had it with him. He took it and charged me. You know, and so I called my buddy at the JAG office, and he was like, so they, he he has the bottle? And I was like, yep. 
And he said, uh, were you present when he took it out of your room? And I said, no. And he's like, okay, so according to the rules, he can't do that. Oh, technicality. Eric's like, you have an unauthorized bottle. He's like, I'm putting you on notice. Yeah, Citizens arrest. This whole courtroom's out of order. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he informs me of all the ins and outs of it, you know, and then I go, I'm dressed in my alpha uniform, and I go to see the man, and there's like all these witnesses, you know, I'm in front of the CO, and, you know, they'd basically go through the motions. This I'd been through it before, you know. I knew, yeah. you know, they're going to say, these are the charges, and these are the witnesses, and, and yes, go, he did done. it. And, and this is the evidence, and blah, blah, blah. And this blah. is Dick Wolf. He's writing everything down. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end, they, they give you a chance to say something. They're like, is there, now you have a chance to say something that might sway our decision before we dole out your punishment, you know. And usually it's like, I'm sorry, you know, be a good Marine, and I <laughs> honor, courage, commitment, Ross, sir, you know. But this time, I said, uh, at this time, I request summary court-martial in lieu of this non-judicial punishment. And they were like, <gasps> they were like, what? So you're asking for something more serious. Yeah, yeah. I said. By the yeah. way, this is actually a line in the in the HBO show Band of Brothers as well <laughs> at some point, yeah. Because he realizes the punishment seems about well, to get his bullshit. This, in this little office setting, they don't have to prove me guilty or innocent beyond yeah. a shadow of a doubt or whatever. They can mm-hmm. just make up their mind. Right. Make a decision, you know, and a court martial is a real trial. Yeah, you've essentially declared right. trial by combat. But now I'm putting my freedom on the line because <laughs> if I'm wrong, yeah. I'm going to the brig. Yeah, right, right. You know, they were like, "Are you sure? Like, you're definitely getting kicked at out now." And you're, you know, <laughs> after we put you in the brig and after you break rocks, and I was like, "Yep, I'm sure," you know, because yeah. you guys don't have any evidence that I did this. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and so they were really pissed, and they were like, "All right, you know." You're an idiot. Go back to your shop. You know, <laughs> so I went back to my shop, still wearing my stripe, and everybody's like, "Whoa, what happened?" <laughs> and they eventually dropped the charges. Like, oh, that's nice. Two weeks later, I saw the squadron gunnery sergeant in the hallway, and I was like, uh, "Hey, Gunny, uh, when's my court martial going to be?" Just wondering. He's like, "We dropped the charges." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, really? What? Get your ass back to work. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Can I have my bottle back. I love it. <laughs> So and the, and the second time I got out of it, I uh, I just asked for help. I told him, "Okay, now Knowles is your time to say something. What do you want to say?" And I said, uh, "I just want to let you guys know that I have a problem with alcohol. It's out of control. You know, obviously this is my fourth time here, and I'm asking my chain of command for help." Yeah, you know, so that was the magic words. My jag, right, my jag right. friend told me that. Yeah. You know, he's like, now they have to help. They're yeah. obligated. <laughs> Shit. So, All right. We'd so they were help. obligated to send me to rehab. I went to Point Loma Navy Base, right? oh, man. alcohol rehab facility for thirty days. Oh, that's wow. crazy. So you eventually quit drinking about four years ago. Yeah, finally four years ago. Four yeah. years ago. Okay. What, one question I had was, um, did you used to get a buzz before going on stage always or never? Or sometimes? Uh, in the beginning, always. Always, okay. You know, I had my two Coronas was yeah. my thing. Yeah. You know, I guess that got more and more. More and more. Over, yeah. Was the first time that you went on stage without alcohol really, like, trying? Because I know you still smoke weed, so you, you still had that. But, like, I know a lot of people that give up drinking and then do stand-up for the first time since then. That's a really unnerving experience for them. You know what? I found it to be a lot more enjoyable. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean that's that's why I don't drink before I it, go on. Yeah, it was noticeably better right yeah. away. You're sharper, you know, sharper, clear head. You yeah. can improv, you can add a tag yeah. on the fly. It was noticeably that that's what really kept me going. I wasn't trying to quit drinking forever. Yeah, you know, I was trying to do thirty days just mm-hmm. to clean myself up, and you know, I hit thirty days and things started getting better in a, a lot of areas of my life, comedy included. You know, yeah. the comedy was getting a little sharper, and yeah, 
Because when you go uh, when you go up there, buzz, you have to be on that autopilot mode we talked about earlier. You just have to be. You're, you can't yeah. just think of things on the fly when you get that that cloudy alcohol head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's a decent uh, social lubricant in the beginning. Yeah, you know when you're just trying to learn to stay in the rhythm, or yeah. you know just to do your minutes. You yeah. Know. Did you ever get too drunk that you couldn't perform? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. When do you, you do, do that, do you just bail at the end, or are you in the? Uh, do you not realize the, that till halfway through the bit, or what? The worst time was at the Comedy Palace one night. I passed out on stage. I mean, I just fell like a tree. Really? <laughs> Whoa! That's amazing. And I ended up leaving in an ambulance. Whoa! Oh, oh man! Yeah, like I woke up the next morning at home with like a medical bracelet on. Like I knew I'd been in the hospital. No memory of any of it. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god! How much did you put away there in order to make that happen? Three Coronas. Uh, Probably about 10 Jack and Cokes, double tall. Okay. And then uh, there was a fan of mine in the audience. He used to come to a lot of shows. I forget his name now because he quit, so fuck him. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, he was sending me drinks. You know, he sent me an Adios motherfucker, the big blue thing. Oh, fuck. That's yeah. a Long Island iced tea, basically. It's basically yeah. a blue Long Island. That's the thing. is like I drink when I do comedy. Mm. I can drink. I know I can pace myself. It doesn't bother me. I don't get fuzzy whatever. But I hate when fan- – I appreciate the gesture, but I hate when some of the audience sends you a drink. So I'm like, nah, I'm not ready for another drink yeah. yet. It's going to fuck yeah, me like, up. Let know, me drink at my pace. Yeah, exactly. Louis C.K. talked about that. Like he, he was like – when he went to clubs, the owner would say, hey, if someone sends you a drink – do you want us to send you a real drink or do you want us to send you a, a, a fake drink? And he went, uh, neither. <laughs> he, he goes, well, what if someone wants to send you a drink? Then you tell them, no, you may not. Yeah. No, you may not interrupt the performance. You can't just be at a football game. Like, I'd like to send the quarterback a beer. Can you yeah. get, walk this out to him? Yeah. So, um, yeah, no. And you know what? When they do that to me, especially before, if it's, a, if it's someone that came out specifically to see me, and it's before my set. They'll come up to me. That's that's why I need a green room or just somewhere away. Because we talked about this before. When people try and talk to me before, I'm like, ah, you know, I appreciate you coming out, but I I can't do this right now. Right. Leave there's me no alone. green room. We have them on a, a hand truck like Hannibal Lecter. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but people come up like, let's do a shot before your show, man. And I have to tell them. No, I don't drink. They get like offended. They get like mad. Like, yeah, they like, do. You're not gonna do a drink with me, like. Yeah. People you know, want to buy me a drink all the time after a show, yeah. especially after a show. Oh yeah, so that's gonna be like, an added sorry, thing. Sorry, bro, I don't drink. What? Yeah. 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 One beer, bro. <laughs> 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 like, like how they're bargaining. And that's another yeah. thing that's insane. How many people that don't understand recovery? Yeah. Like, they don't understand anything right. about. I'm like, how are you? You know, 37 years old, and you have no idea that the, the principles of of AA or or NA. Right. Or any of that, like, it's like, dude, you, if I have one beer, I'm gonna try to bang your wife. Yeah, like, <laughs> you don't want me to drink with yeah, and you. And she's been dead for years. <laughs> yeah, I'm it's hang not... around until you get married. <laughs> the, hey, I, you gotta believe in yourself, man. You will bang his wife. Yeah, okay? that's right. There's no try. <laughs> try. Yeah, <laughs> I, no, I'll like I'll jump. One. Like I still drink, obviously, but I still jump to the defense of those people. Like, um, like if I see someone say, "No, man, I don't drink," and I see an audience member, or sometimes another comic, be like, "Come on, pussy," I'm like, "Are you fucking out of your mind?" You know the reason he's not drinking isn't because he gets lampshade on the head drunk. Yeah. Fun drunk. There was some incidences. Right. <laughs> well, what's funny is I just think of your perspective of waking up the next morning and going, oh, 
oh man, I, I don't remember that show. I wonder how I did. And then looking down at a medical bracelet and being like, probably right. not great. And then little glimpses of yeah. shameful things come back. Like, oh yeah, I remember. Oh shit. Do you, like, do you have like a video or something of you literally in mid-joke falling over? No, I think there's still... Yeah, it's a... part of his press kit. He did, you... <laughs> did you fall off the stage? Uh, I don't remember. I don't know. Whoa. There, there's a, a Yelp review about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to what, how many that. stars? <laughs> I don't remember. It was pretty funny, though. Three stars. The food was phenomenal. Yeah. Little problem with the entertainment. <laughs> it was something like the guy told the same joke three times and then passed out. <laughs> Did people think it was a bit? Like there was the they famous like, story oh, of the was, guy who had a heart attack. It was great. Yeah, yeah. They, they thought it was That's hilarious. Funny. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> great closer. <laughs> that man knows that. Now, that's how you should have exited on Burning Bear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's funny, too, about that whole stigma on, on no drinking is um, – uh, my friend Ken in Boston, he's never drank. He's he's not a recovering alcoholic. He's just never did never interested him. Uh, so when people ask him if he wants to drink, he says, "No, I don't drink." And they go, "Oh man, recovery. I get it." And he goes, "No, I've just never drank." They're like, "Oh, you think you're fucking better than me? Fuck you." <laughs> it's weird. They, they 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 think it's a pretension thing. Right. Yeah. Oh, Mister, don't drink. I'm huh? Mister Clean Liver over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's weird that you have to explain. It's the only drug you have to explain why you don't do it. It'd be okay. If he, it would be funny if he's like, "It's okay. I do a lot of heroin." It's <laughs> yeah. I still party. Yeah. yeah. You never have to explain why you don't do coke or something. Yeah. <laughs> but, the, but, but with alcohol, they want an answer. That's funny. So you guys, I was thinking we covered a couple topics today and. I want to know what you think of this idea. We talked about the military and drinking, but also there's a lot of discipline in the military. Mm-hmm. What do you think if as soon as someone exhibits incel tendencies, they're enlisted? Put them in the fucking military. That might help them because that could give them a sense right. of self-esteem That's what I'm and purpose. Yeah. They'll learn and, some shit, some and, discipline. Yeah, and but drive. But then you give them a gun. Ooh, that's no, right. I think they should at least go through basic training. Three months. Yeah. Marine Corps base, 18 weeks or okay. whatever it is. You know. I really think that would help them. Yeah, really again, do. I'm going to avoid the Marine Corps because they actually give them pretty good standards in terms of riflemen and shooting and stuff. Let's put them in the Air Force. It's, it's, I'm not going to make sure they're, they're getting it out of their system. Oh, nah, They'll at least learn how to hold the gun properly. <laughs> right. Remember, we want them to shoot the gamers. I don't, I don't want them to miss. <laughs> I do like the idea, by the way, of mobilizing the incel community against groups we don't like. alignment and sight (laughs) picture. Yeah. Okay, we only give them iron sights, though. No scopes. There you go. All right, going to wrap it up here. Eric, thank you so much for coming in. Before we go, uh, any shows coming up? Uh, Yeah, I'm in San Diego for the next couple of weeks. On Tuesday, well, on Tuesday I'm in L.A. to do a roast battle. And uh, Wednesday I'm at El Prez doing Josh Nelson's show. Great show on Pacific Beach. Awesome show. Heck yeah. And Thursday's at Ginger's, Friday at Winston's. Saturday, Bear Roots Brewing. Nice. That's nice. a good show, too. Anywhere people can follow you online. Uh, yeah, I'm really uh, pushing my Facebook fan page right now. So okay. that's where you can find all my up-to-date information. That's uh, facebook.com slash Eric Knowles Comedy. Eric with a K. Yeah. Or, uh, or on Instagram, Eric with a hard K. All right, man. Thanks for coming <laughs> in, man. Really appreciate you coming on. All right. Let's call it a week. I'm Ryan for Dave and Bobby saying see you next week. Cruising with the twos. That's That's not an option. Yeah. I deserve a princess. Yes. Motherfucking time is passing